Welcome to Zach and Jamar. It's the Christmas edition. Happy, Merry Christmas, everybody. Jamar's cracking up at my ho ho. You weren't expecting that's, that. That's not how I expected the show to start off. But what's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing on this fine Tuesday? Oh, I can tell you that after this weekend of football, I'm not doing great. But you know what happens. Into that a little bit later. I'm very frustrated i got physically ill from watching that ravens game i can relate gave me i can relate uh, but we're here it's christmas week we've got a really good slate of football coming up this weekend i i actually don't know that i haven't looked at the matchups yet uh, we, we got a bunch of saturday football on christmas eve and i'm off work christmas eve now so i'm happy it's a three-day work week Four-day weekend. I'm excited about it. Oh, you got a four-day work week? That's awesome. Yeah, but I work 14 hours a day, though. Oh, well, see, there you go. Yeah, so it, it it's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. The three-day weekend is, like, exactly what I need to get back to, like, 95%. Fair enough, fair enough. But while we're here, you know, I think we should. You want to play a little game? I think we should play a little game. Yeah, I got a great game for us to start off with. This is our wish list for our favorite teams. We got the Christmas top five here for segment one. And we're going across all of our favorite teams in all sports. And we're going to pick what things we want to see this upcoming year for Christmas from our teams. So you want to start? You want to go number one to number five or number five to number one? Let's go to number five to number one. Number five to number one it is. All right. I will lead off with mine. Number five on my Christmas wish list is for the Washington Nationals to do literally anything. Literally <laughs> anything. They were so bad this year. As soon as they traded Juan Soto, I should you not. You know that I watch baseball every night. <laughs> as soon as they traded Juan Soto, I did not watch another Nationals game for the rest of the season. Had you like that, huh? Yeah. I was pissed. Like, we couldn't extend him. I mean, I was I was all right with him going to San Diego, at least, because I don't got any beef with them. But overall, you know, they were just bad. They were hard to watch before that, and I just knew that they were going to be impossible to watch after that. Uh, maybe I got a little bit of spoiled from the last few years of being in contention, but I literally just do something, sign someone, win something, like, you know, let's let let's get a good draft pick in. I don't know. I'm just tired of them being so egregiously horrible, and it hasn't even been that long since they got bad. It really hasn't, because they won the championship a few years ago. It wasn't crazy yeah. long ago. 2019. I mean, three years, and but we we got bad like immediately after winning the chip. So I guess I shouldn't complain too much, but literally just do something, anything. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so what's your number five, Jamar? 
My number five, I, we're going to keep it in the baseball realm since we're here with it. My number five is for the O's to make the playoffs. That's my number five. From what I saw from them, <clears throat> from what I saw from them from this past season, it seems like they're on the the uphill battle. Like it seems like we're we're moving in the right direction with the young players that they've brought up. And I like what happened for them in the last 40 or 50 games. Like they had a chance at one point to make the wild card and then, you know, they faltered towards the end. But now I think a good, uh, you know, a year with the young guns under their belt. They've they've experienced this major league lifestyle and I think we they can only grow from here. I think if we get a little bit better pitching, I think we could we could we can be a little bit we can be nasty. I think I think they can finish second in the ALE in the AL East too. So that's my main thing. I want them to make the playoffs. I'd love to see. I'd love to go to a playoff game in Baltimore. I would. I would love every bit of it. But that's my number five. I can definitely agree with that. Like the Orioles, they're on the upswing, and it's great to see. That's the word I was looking for and couldn't think of it. <laughs> it's great to see after a couple of bad years from them. Uh, they had tremendous potential there towards the end of the season, especially after Adley Rutschman got caught up, called up. And yeah. Yeah. He was impressive. Uh, You know, I think he was top three in the rookie of the year voting. Mm. And it was nice to see something from them, a little bit of life, uh, especially with, you know, the unknown that was going to be for the future of the team, whether or not they were going to stay in Baltimore or not. We've gotten a pretty firm answer that they will be staying. Uh, I never really believed that they would be leaving, but it's still nice to have, like, you know, a contending team because – Good teams don't move. So. Yeah. But even still, though, I felt like the fan base for the O's was still very strong. Like, even even with the talks of them moving, I'm like, people still like the O's. They think they suck. You know, they say they yeah. some shit. But they'd still, like, they still go to games and stuff. Like, I still, I would go to, Cam- I would go to Camden Yards on a day when they're, when they, you know, on a year where they suck. Like, first of all, tickets are cheap. I'm going. Like, yeah, fuck. Absolutely. <laughs> And the biggest thing for me is, like, you know, the TV money is what pays the bills for sports teams. And you are hard-pressed to find people in Baltimore that don't at least have the game on in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if my grandparents aren't watching the game, they'll be listening to it. Or, like, my dad doesn't even really like the O's, but he'll be tuning into the game. You know, I know plenty of people who are still tuning in. And so strong support. And it's good to see that the stadium was getting filled up towards the end of the season now that they're competitive. And I, I, I think that you might get your wish coming in twenty. They were so close last year, man. They came within wasn't within like two games or two and a half games. A game. and yeah, like I know they were close, and then they they just couldn't they couldn't keep the momentum going. Yeah, but it, it was. It, oh, you got. It was really I remember it vividly because I'm like, all we gotta do is beat Toronto, and we got a good chance. And I remember that series was bad. Yeah. That that the last the last Toronto series was bad, and we just got burnt. They just burnt us up. It was bad. Yeah, they definitely struggled there. But I think it's possible. They just need to sign some free agents. I would love to see them get in on one of the big names remaining on the market. Maybe mm-hmm. get some pitching over there and really improve their chances. It would be nice to see some good baseball in Baltimore in 2023. Yes, sir. All right, before I move on to my number four. No, I'm like Lil Wayne with a lighter flick. I got to open up my Miller Lite. I feel uh, it. I feel it. So grab that beer real quick and crack that open for my number four 
on the wish list. I'm going to NASCAR for this one. 2311 Racing, Michael Jordan's racing team. My wish is for Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick to both make the playoffs. In 2022, Bubba Wallace did get a win, but it was when the playoffs had already started. He got a win at not a super speedway, but a regular intermediate racetrack, which is a big step in anyone's career, especially for somebody who's known as only a super speedway racer. That gives him a lot of more tracks that he can be competitive at and get there. And Tyler Reddick, who had three wins in a breakout 2022 season, coming over from Richard Childress Racing to replace Kurt Busch, I think that both of those teams will be able to make it. And it would be beautiful to see Michael Jordan's race team competitive building in year number three for the franchise. Mm, that, is, that does sound pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hopefully see it. And I really hope that Tyler Reddick signs a sponsorship deal with Jordan because if you saw those Jordan cars last year that mm. Kurt Busch was driving, they were beautiful. They were like, one of them was modeled after the Concord Grape, like, they were yeah, what? they were making That's the cars tough. look like yeah, they were using like paint schemes that look like some of the, you know, famous Jordan uh colorways. Mm. So I hope that that comes back as well. I'll, I'll add that as like a little spicy stocking stuffer for my number 4 pick. Hmm. Number 4 for me, I'm going I'm going to NBA. I'm a probably I got I think I got two for NBA probably. Okay. One of them is for the Nuggets to get their defense, like find your defensive stance because you have spurts where you're good, where you have good defense, and then everybody, and then you get lackadaisical, and then you let the teams come back, and it's really, really, really annoying to watch. Like I, I could see it happening with the Grizzlies tonight, but it's really, really annoying because offensively they're a good team. They they just defensively they just can never hold their ground. They have moments. It's always moments with them. And they can never sustain it if, like, like through a half, through a, a whole game or what. Like, it's always one big run, and you think they're going to be good. And then they give up, like, a 17-2 to two run, and it's just like, well, what the hell are y'all doing, bro? Like, So that's my number four. I need the Nuggets to find their defensive identity immediately. And I need Joker to do better as a defensive center. And I say defensive because he's offensive. I just want his defense to be better than what it has been since we got him. Love him to death. Great MVP. Love it. Love that he got back-to-back MVPs, but I need your defense to step it up a bit too. Yeah. um, I haven't watched any NBA this year, so I can't really contribute too much. (laughs) Uh, But I did bet on the Nuggets tonight, so there's that. Nice, Um, nice. So hopefully that shows up so I can get some bread out of it. Same. Very nice. Um, the only thing I know about the Nuggets this season is that I saw somebody post that they put down 500, or they told their girl to put down like 500 for Jokic to get a triple double or something like that. And she put the money down on Jovic. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And I would have cried. First of all, that's why you never tell your girl to make your bets for you. <laughs> that's facts. You need 100%. to do it yourself. Cause there's no, uh, uh-uh, there's no coming back from that. So I'm my feelings are gonna be hurt. Mistake. It was a simple mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like I would like penalize her and be like, I hate you, but like, I, definitely, I, I definitely would be hurt for a little bit. I might have to like sit on the edge of the bed, just with my arms folded and my sunglasses on, like I'm just in so much pain. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure the odds for Jovic to get a triple double over were, were way games. higher. Yeah, <laughs> were way higher. I, I would but love I'd... to know what that result was. Do you think does he have any triple doubles this year? Hell no. I don't okay, even have to look enough. this up. I know he don't. Fair enough. All right, so we will move on to number three. My number three wish for Christmas, Santa, please. I'm begging you. Fire Greg Roman. (laughs) Please. I don't care. Fire him. Let him leave on his own accord. Go to Stanford. I don't care. But if I have to watch another year of Greg Roman run offense, I might have to literally yank all of the hair out of my head, which would be a fantastic feat considering the fact that I am bald. (laughs) Yeah, Greg Roman's calling card has been up for some years now. Even when Lamar had his great year, people still wanted uh, Roman out. But we're tired of it. Like, we'll, we're going to get into the Browns-Ravens game, but how do you just not run the ball, bro? How do you just not, like, run the ball? Running the stupidest. It, I, 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 don't need, I don't need any more evidence than that fucking pass from Poche <laughs> and the quadruple cut. The one that I was screaming about weeks ago. I could not. I, I, don't, I don't understand what his mind is. Like, you know, I, don't, I just don't understand the play calling style when you know the type of team you have. Yeah. Like you like, know what your strengths and weaknesses are. Stop trying to play 3d chess with yourself. It's, it's no need for it. It's no need for it. Like you're overthinking it. And it's just as simple as run the ball and play defense. It's really that simple, especially with yeah. you, especially since you don't have Lamar and you don't have wide receivers. Like, come on, bro. You all they, they, they just don't have, that real number one receiver, and it's show, it's showing badly. Yeah, they did just pick up Sammy Watkins because Devin Duvernay, I believe, is now out for the season. He uh, hurt himself in practice today. Um, so we claimed Sammy Watkins, who just got released by the Packers, because he so, ain't doing shit. And so I don't I don't know what more he's gonna do in Baltimore. Like I, don't know. I mean, probably still better than Proche. Uh, uh, that's I mean, I can't, I can't argue that. that. I, can't, I, was, I can't even argue that because probably, but like, Sammy Watkins is just as hurt as anybody else. Like that man can't stay on the field for shit. Yeah, I mean that's what we love. We love players that get banged up. Apparently, yep. Love being a nurse at the nursing home. Yeah. What I will say though is like, if Greg Roman carries over in the next season, I give John Harbaugh a very, very long rope. You notice that I don't complain about Harbaugh much on here. I will be calling for the termination of Coach Harbaugh if he doesn't get his shit together and get Roman out I'm about here. to say, Jonathan is on thin ice, if you ask me. I think yeah. he's on real thin ice right now. I mean, he's and... doing a lot with a little. That's yeah, I give him credit. Every, every year I give him credit, but it's only so much credit I can give you when you could have got, you, you got rid of the defensive coordinator but kept the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Like, I, what? I know that Greg Roman's a family friend, but that shouldn't matter. That that shouldn't mean shit. At the end of the day, this is a business. Yeah. Like, look at what Greg Roman did to fucking Colin Kaepernick after that, like, amazing year that Kaepernick had. Down to two. I don't want that. Like, I really don't want that. All right. (sighs) So, what is your number three? Number three, 
It's mm, a good question. Number three, I would like Tampa Bay to get their head out of their ass. I'm so fed up with everything. Like, that's literally what I want. Get your head out your ass. Because I think a lot of players or some of the players thought they were hot shit over the, after these last two years. And they're starting to find out how mediocre they are. And it's it's getting bad. And I'm not talking about the star players that we have. I'm not talking about Devin White and and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Like we all know what they're capable of. I, I one I'm talking about the offensive line. They've just been absolute dog shit. Yes, y'all been hurt. I'm giving I'm giving you benefit of the doubt for being hurt. But that's not an excuse at this point. We way too deep into this season. Donovan Smith, what in the fuck are you doing? You've been garbage all year. And like I said to people who don't know, that man is from here. He's from here. He went to high school in Owens Mills. He's from here. Fuck you doing, Donovan? Just you just be out here. You've been out here holding all year. I need this team to get their shit together. You thought you had your shit together in the Bengals game, and we saw what happened at, at the end of it. So I need y'all to get your shit together. You got three games left. You somehow, some fucking way, still lead the division by a game. But it, it's it's not looking good, bro. It's not looking good. So I need the bar, the Bucks to get it together. I don't think they'll win shit this year, like at all. Like I'm not even rooting for it. If it happens, it happens. But it's a very that's a very slim chance in the NFC for them to even make it to that point. But I need them to get it together because they have way more. They have so many problems on this offense. Like you, you literally can't even blame the defense period. Like the only time I could blame the defense is against the chiefs. I can't blame y'all for anything else, bro. Can't it's all. It's been the offense all year and I'm sick of it. All right. And so, yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with anything that you said. There's there's a lot there. I got an interesting question. Would you rather them miss out on the playoffs so that they make drastic change? Or do you want them to go in as like, what would it be? A seven and nine or wait, no, a seven and ten or something like that. Probably like either seven and ten or probably a, a eight and nine team is probably what they'll end up being. Right. But. Honestly, bro, I'd rather they miss the playoffs because getting in the playoffs isn't going to do y'all no good because y'all going to get one shot in and and be out. And it's just like, well, what did I do this for? Honestly, I'd rather them miss the playoffs and then we just start working on how we're going to rebuild this team or modify. Not necessarily rebuild, but modify this team because I don't see Brady coming back. So I absolutely would be I'd be looking into the future, whether it be Kyle Trask or somebody in the draft or what. Like missing the playoffs, I I can expect to get like a top fifteen or top twenty pick. I mean, so I have a good shot at probably getting a quarterback because I doubt I don't think this year is going to be like quarterback heavy. Like a lot of teams going for quarterbacks, so yeah, yeah. Because I, I think mean, they need a quarterback, offensive lineman. Um, I wouldn't say tight end. Uh, probably, yeah. Those are the main two I, I can think of right now, and probably. Either probably two offensive linemen, probably an offensive tackle and a guard, a quarterback, and then probably something on the defense. You think we're too late in the season for Gronk to come back? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a done deal. 
he's not in any. I know he's not in shape for that for football right now. I don't know. He's, I was I, I was listening to God Bless Football last week, and mm-hmm. Chris Gronkowski <clears throat> did say that Rob was ready to go if he wanted to, but that mm. the the caveat was if he wanted to. Seems like he's having a lot of fun. He's always been having a lot of fun. Though. Yeah, I think I, I think yeah. he's only retired because the dude's in so much fucking pain. That could, yeah, yeah. You you could absolutely be right about that. You could like, definitely be right about that. He's hit, hit back pains, leg pains. Like he's just been, he's been through it. Rib injuries. He's been through it. And I get the vibe. Like I know he sells like CBD and stuff like that, but I. I get the vibe that he would not pass a drug test for the way that he manages. Not a fucking chance. Yeah. <laughs> not a chance. No. You know, it's probably about time that the NFL stops testing for marijuana. At like, this honestly. point, yeah, it's like legal damn near everywhere now. I yeah. absolutely think you guys will stop testing because it doesn't affect anything. Yeah. It, all it does, it helps people deal with pain. Yeah. Like, I, and I think there's a difference between like using it for pain and then. Like Josh Gordon just giving the middle finger to the league, like nah, fuck y'all. <laughs> I think there's a difference. Even though, like, I don't think he should have lost his career over that. But like, then again, he also had the choice to just like not do it and play football. So, like, yeah, big, at that very point, true. you know you're getting more random tests because you failed like X amount of times. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he probably he could have been Tyree Kill before Tyree Kill was Tyree Kill. That's true. I feel yeah. I feel bad for Josh Gordon. Yeah. Josh Gordon got the real short end of the stick when it comes to that because like he had back to back two hundred yard games and like they was like, all right, you're suspended again. Mm-hmm. My God, God damn! Let that man play. He's Is not he even hurting now? anybody. Uh, he's just bounced around. Like the last team I remember him being on was like the Chiefs, and I think they cut him. So I don't know where he's at now. He might be on the Packers. In Seattle. So. I remember hearing about Seattle too, but I don't know if that was before or after the Chiefs. Hold up, I, I, I'm curious now. Josh Gordon, whatever happened to Josh Rosen? I think he's just a free agent. Like, dude, was, wasn't he a number one overall pick? Or I know he was a first rounder. Were we talking about jo- uh, Rosen? Yeah. yeah, I think he was a number one pick, a number one, uh, not number one, but a, a uh, first round draft pick to the uh, Cardinals. Hmm. They drafted him, and then the next year they, they went and got Murray. They took yeah. Murray. Um, Josh Gordon is a free agent and last played for a looks like the Tennessee Titans. He did go to the Titans. I remember that now. Yes, he did. That's tragic. It's a damn shame. It's a waste of a, gr- a talented, talented wide receiver. Yeah, he he was he was fantastic. That's way we're, we're way off topic, but you know we are. But you no. know. I I just think about that type of stuff sometimes. People who really just could have been like Josh Gordon, the top, very close to the top of that list. But we'll move on to my uh, number two on my Christmas list: LeBron James to leave the Lakers so I can root for someone else. <laughs> really. I look, you know, I've always had love for the Lakers. I was a Kobe fan before I was a LeBron fan, and I got a lot of love for the Lakers for that. But they're deadlocked. Like, they can't get better, I don't think. They've been playing a lot better lately, don't get me wrong. They're, they have a possibility to make the playoffs, 
And if they make a run for it, I will make sure to come back and delete this segment uh, from the podcast <laughs> when that does happen. But I'm tired, man. I'm tired. I had my bubble, you know, I had my bubble championship, and then ever since then it's been exhausting. It's just been complete mismanagement. Like at least Magic Johnson knew how to build a team, man. Like say say what you will, yeah. but we were better off with Magic Johnson. They didn't even really give him a chance, did they? Didn't he only do like a like maybe two years, and then they were done? Yeah, yeah something like that. And it, it, you know, I think he got fired before the championship. If I'm I not think wrong. he did. I just I remember the press, the the interview where they said something. He's like, I'm not gonna be here. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I ain't gonna be here. So, yeah. But like, it turns like he built that championship roster himself, and we yeah. keep trading away people like Kuzma and. You know, Caruso. Let, let Caruso go for nothing. And we got Russell Westbrook. Who's doing a lot better, actually. He's right? got, yeah, yeah. Now that but he's now, accepted the six-man role. But now finally, AD's hurt again. And we say that every week. I know, but now he's, like, out again. Like, before it was like, is he playing this week? Yeah, he's playing this week. And now it's like, we know he's not playing for, like, a couple, probably a couple months. What did, what did he hurt now? I don't even know. I thought it was, I, I saw somebody say it was like a foot injury. It could be a leg injury. I'm not sure what exactly it is. I just know that he is once again hurt, which is actually, he's actually my number two. Get AD some bubble wrap <laughs> so that he can wrap himself up to play because he clearly cannot play unless he is protected by something because this dude, for as talented as he is, I've never, never seen somebody get hurt so damn often. It's He's ridiculous. so damn talented, but he just keeps getting hit with injury after injury. So I would like Anthony Davis to be bubble wrapped for the new year so he can be fresh, sealed, and unopened. Brand new, number one, scratched. Just, just want to, just want a healthy AD, man. That's all I want. I don't even give a. I fucking, I don't even care for the Lakers. I hate the Lakers. Always hated the Lakers, mainly because they beat the Nuggets in 09. But regardless, regardless of all of that, I like AD. I like the player AD, and I'd like to see him, you know, be great. And it's just not happening because he keeps getting hurt. So that's my number two: is okay. Anthony Davis being bubble wrapped. Hey, I mean, they delivered that promise, or uh, they delivered that for Zion this year. So maybe oh, Anthony yeah. Davis can get it next year. Zion, it's been nice to finally see him, you know, playing. Look like the Zion we knew he yeah. could be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you lose some of that weight. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, I'm sure he was tired of seeing all that shit about his weight constantly. That like, would be you know, too. Him and Kyler Murray playing Call of Duty together, like. <laughs> Gotta stop. Oh, Kyler. Yeah, he's going to be doing nothing but playing that now. Yeah, that's facts. All right. That brings us to both of our number ones. And my number one is for Lamar Jackson to stop getting fucking hurt. Give me some of that bubble wrap. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm exhausted, man. Like, I love Tyler Huntley. He's he's all right back up. He looked like shit on Saturday, but like I, I liked seeing Tyler Huntley on the sidelines. 
Lamar Jackson needs to be out on the field. Every time he gets hurt, it, it's like, you know, this is a one to eight week injury. It's always the eight weeks. Yeah. It's yeah. never the short one. That man is too young to be handling so slow. Well, that. if the training, if, if the training facility, the age. <laughs> if the training, I mean, some of that's like you know your trainers. Yeah, like, that's true. Some of that's our the training trainers. Staff is ass. They're better this year than they were last year, but our training staff is ass. Yeah, that definitely has a thing to do with it. It's okay. Tampa has a hamstring injury, ha- hamstring issues with our training staff. You know, everybody gets hamstring is- uh, injuries in Tampa, Florida. Have you ever but heard of stretching. You know, I don't know, but it somehow like, and it's always my wide receivers that get hamstrings. So you know, I, I trust me, I understand the training thing. Like, I understand one the players not to get hurt. Get some mountain climbers in before the game. You know, do a couch stretch, something like that. You know, yeah, you gotta anything. do something, anything, right. something. And it's crazy because Lamar's all of Lamar's injuries are you know leg injuries, like lower lower body injuries. Like it was his ankle one year, and then what's what is it now? It's a PCL. It's his knee. Like, oh, my God, bro. Like, sheesh. Yeah, and, and it's usually not even, re- like, contact related. I think the the ankle was – I think the ankle was contact was a contact one because he got sacked awkwardly. And I guess the, the knee too, but – I think both – I might say both of them were. But that also goes to get this man some good protection. And he also stopped holding on to the ball long. Like that's yeah. that's not always blame the old line. Like sometimes learn, he holds that ball too long. Football. Yeah. Like take your check downs and go. This O line's been killing me, man. As soon as the ball gets snapped, they couldn't get to the quarterback faster if they had the fucking linebacker in the backfield. Yeah, I can't can't disagree with you there, because it's just like what are we doing? Like that Cleveland game, Tyler Huntley didn't even have time to get his feet set. That's why I'm not yeah. too mad at him. Like he didn't do great this week. But he couldn't even get his feet set. Yeah, he couldn't. And then it's like, the thing for me was the run game was working so well. Why go away from that in the second half and have uh, Huntley throw the ball like 30 times? Especially like, when you've got J.K. and Gus now. Yeah, you have both. Both you of have, your bell cows. You your, yeah, you have your actual running back core now. Like, come on, man. It's that Greg Roman shit. Fucking Greg Roman shit. My number one, my number one, it's going to be, it's it's a nostalgic one for me. I would love to see Melo come back to Denver and play out the season. I don't know if he'll be back that next year, but I would love to see them sign him to like a, a what is it, like a 10-day, 20-day, whatever contract you can get. I would just sign him for the rest of the year, like, fuck it, like, just come back. Excuse me. Just come back and play. I, that would be my number one. I would love to see Melo come back and play in a Denver Nuggets uniform. Finish his career. Let me just say it that way. Finish your career as a Denver Nugget. I would love that for every fire of my being. I don't think we will win a ring, but I would just love to see Melo back in the, in the Nuggets jersey because he's the reason I fell in love with the Nuggets in the first place. That would be interesting. Melo's still a free agent, right? Yeah, nobody's picked him up. <clears throat> I think he's probably waiting to do the mercenary thing this year. Like, see, he, see who's he, in the playoffs and stuff? <laughs> yeah, he's got a couple good ones in him. Like, we, we've seen, like, Melo can still play. And yeah, he can still a put up role. points. Like, he knows what he's doing. He's an asset. Like, especially, like, if you saw, did you see the Dream Team or the Redeem Team documentary? Yeah, I, wa- I watched that documentary, yeah. 
like when you listen to Melo talk now, it's a different Carmelo Anthony. It's a Carmelo Anthony that you want in your locker room. Mm-hmm. It's a Carmelo Anthony that is wise, that is a leader. And I think that that's something that could definitely benefit your team going down the stretch in the playoffs. And I think that it w- would really ignite your fans to see Melo back in a Nuggets jersey. Absolutely. They I gotta would bring, love they to see bring it. back the throwbacks, though. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be the, the bright blue and yellow. It has to be the old ones, the, yeah. the old nines, the what. Uh, those were the good days. Those are the good mellow. The cor- I need cornrow mellow. Yeah, you, <laughs> you cornrow. gotta grow that hair back. <laughs> yeah, I, I need cornrow mellow. That, that would be great. That would be phenomenal, bro. Just to see him come back and just drop because he can still get you 15, 18 points a game, bro. Like, if you played him, he could get you that easily with no problem. And he would be great because we would need him because, um, MPJ is out, you know, again, MPJ yeah. is becoming Anthony Davis, but. We knew what we knew what he was before he came in the league. Like we knew he had, you know, injury issues with that back and all that. But I, I would love to see him play. Just just finish out the year, man. Yeah, that'd be a I nice will say, I will say Mello was funny in that redeem team, uh, Doc, because your man said, I ain't getting up at no fucking six o'clock. I don't care. I don't care yeah. nothing about that shit. I ain't getting up at no six o'clock. Y'all crazy. Then if that wasn't the most Baltimore thing I ever heard, I ain't getting up at no damn six o'clock <laughs> to work out. Shit. Shit, I'll see y'all at eight, nine o'clock. <laughs> you know, I will say what's wild. Did you see um Melo's son and LeBron's son played against each other? I didn't see that they pl- I saw that they were gonna play each other, but I didn't watch the game. I know yeah. that LeBron's I know LeBron's son won. I know he won it. Yeah, I didn't watch the game, but I did get to see the like pictures with uh LeBron and Melo with their sons, and I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty cool. Made me feel ancient. Cause like yeah. I, remember, I, I remember watching LeBron high school games on ESPN when I was like fucking five years old, six years old, something like that. Two thousand two, yeah, five. Five. Yeah. Man, I was like nine or eight or nine. That's when you old. You know? Yeah, I'm up there. <laughs> Unfortunate. Yeah. Before we end this segment, I also I have a bone to pick with the NFL. Pick it. All right, so Thursday night football for what ten years was on NFL Network or something crazy like that, right? Yeah, NFL. Yeah, it was on. It started off on NFL Network and now they switched. And it was damn near impossible to watch an NFL Thursday night game unless you had cable or illegal streaming. Yeah, true. So when I saw that the Ravens were playing on NFL Network on Saturday, mind you, I had to work Saturday, so I could only watch it in the background while I was doing other things. But I was pissed. I was like, man, fuck, I'm not going to be able to watch this game. And then I come to find out there's a new streaming service this year, NFL Plus, where you can just pay $4.99 a month. Oh, you didn't know about that? No. Oh, I'm so sorry. But no, 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 no. I paid for, for it. I paid for it, and I got to watch the game. Mm. So that was great. But why the fuck, for the whole history of Thursday Night Football, could I not stream that shit anywhere? <laughs> and now all of a sudden that it's not on Thursdays. Shit. I'm. <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. I sound like Stu Gotts. God damn. Um. <clears throat> now that it's not on Thursdays. Now you get this fancy little NFL Plus package. 
Thankfully, I got to watch all three Saturday games for the low, low price of four ninety nine. That's great. But NFL, what the fuck, man? What, 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 what are we doing here? What are we doing? Just know that like you can't watch every game on there. Just, just like, the NFL it's, Network ones. You can watch NFL Network ones and like nationally televised ones. So like if it's on Fox or CBS in your area, you can watch that on like NFL Network on the NFL Plus app. I got Fox and CBS already. Yeah, true. I literally like sure. I I spent the four ninety nine just for this month just for that game. Oops. I spent four ninety nine to watch that Greg Roman offense score three points. <laughs> watch Justin. You Tucker paid more get- to watch them score less than you spent. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even get a I, I didn't even get a point for every dollar I spent. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> oh also, boy! I, I have a second bone to pick, but it's not with the NFL. My second bone to pick: Skull Candy headphones. Oh man, the goats! <laughs> On our very first episode, right before our first episode, I bought a pair of Skull Candy wireless earbuds. But I stopped using them and started using this headset because they weren't comfortable. But today I decided, I was like, you know, I'm going to go one wireless earphone and not wear the whole headset. Tell me why the fuck I use these headphones one time and now they don't work no more. Because it's skull candies. Skull candies never work. Nah, skull candies were the goats back in the I'm day. sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of gummies. I'm thinking you're of the thinking gummies. Of, yeah, you're thinking of gummies. I'm thinking of the gummies. Nah. <laughs> I, I, I had a pair. You remember DC shoes, bro? Yes, I had dude. a pair of black and gold DCs that came with a pair of Skull Candies, and my DCs had the Skull Candy logo on them. They looked like a pair of Jordan ones, but they had the Skull Candy logo on them instead. And I wore the shit out of those shoes and used the shit out of those headphones in high school. Back in that period where I was the guy who like ran a headphone through my hoodie, so I would be like in class. You and, I, you and a bunch of others, bro. A lot yeah. of folks. I did it too. I ain't even about to lie. I sat here and did it too. Back in that period. But now you're going to tell me, like, you're failing all the emos out here, bro. Like, come on now. Come on now. One use, and they don't work anymore? Like, what the fuck, man? Headphone companies, if you're listening, you would like to sponsor getting me a pair of, you know, earbuds. I'd appreciate it. And I'll shout you out, as long as they work more than one time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'd love for that. I'd love to see that happen, like... They were they it was those and gummies, even though gummies used to get destroyed after like a two week usage. But you the problem is you used to crank it up like gummies. You could I'm sure you and I know you could do it with skull candies, too. But with gummies, you could crank that bad boy up and like the whole classroom would hear your music playing and they'd be looking at you and you just like what just listen to music like bro you're not deaf like yeah no i'm not deaf bro these shits bump and then two weeks later like the little the little uh actual mic piece or whatever or headphone piece pops out and you gotta keep yeah. pushing it back in <laughs> oh, man, it's ridiculous i haven't like listened to music in a pair of earphones and i don't know how long yeah I can't like, tell once, you. You, once you start driving like you have no need for it yeah you don't like, you, you know, I got two 12 inch scar subwoofers in my trunk. Like, what do I need? I barely, you know, to be honest with you, yo, I hardly listen to music now. I listen to sports podcasts all day. That's the same for me. Like, I literally, my whole week is on Wednesday, I go to work. I listen to hour one of the Levitard show from Wednesday. Mm-hmm. On my way home from work, I listen to hour two. Thursday, same thing, hour one, hour two. 
Friday, I listened to half of God Bless Football and the other half of God Bless Football. On my way to work Saturday, I listened to Because Miami. And then on my way home from work, that's the only time I might listen to music is on my way home from work on Saturday. Respect it. Because there's not that many podcasts out are playing on Saturdays like that. Yeah, like they don't come out, so it's like I'm listening to stale podcasts usually. But or like, like repeated podcasts and so like you know how they do like little recaps of the week type stuff. It'd be stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. But you know, like I listen to shit out of Levitard. Like yeah. when I saw my Spotify wrapped how many hours I listened to the Levitard show, it was like twenty thousand hours or something crazy like that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that that's like I I think some shit must have been running in the background like because that you probably did possible. have it playing in the background yeah but man. if you listen to it as frequently as you do like two or three times a day it sounds like a day like you know the first hour on the way to and then from two hours right there on a week that's what two four that's like ten yeah that's ten hours a week Monday through Friday. Yeah, that makes sense. So then you could you could definitely rack it up. And like the first half of the year, I used to listen to it all day at work. Like I would listen to pretty much like five hours a day. I had to stop listening at work because I'd be talking to myself about the shit they would say. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. Like, or I just I I start geeking, or I'm like I want to chime in on the conversation. That's the only thing about podcast versus radio is like I I want to call in and talk to the host. Like I yeah. used to do. Th- I used to go on Will Caden's show being ignorant as hell on ESPN. <laughs> You're a wild boy. He always got on my nerves. I know I like I loved listening to his show to disagree with everything that he said. <laughs> oh my god. Funny. What's up guys? It's Jmar from the Zach and Jmar podcast. Check out my new podcast, the Hitch and Hook podcast, along with my co-host Nick Ransom, where we talk all things NFL raw and unfiltered. Give us a follow on Twitter at Hitch underscore Hook. Again, follow us on Twitter at Hitch underscore Hook. Can't wait till you hear what we have to say. Uh, we here. All right, and welcome into segment two. As you all know, this is the segment where we're going to recap all of last week's NFL action. And we've got five very interesting games, two of which are very sad for both me and Jamar. And we're going to get into my favorite one of the week first. (coughs) Well, I'll take it from here on that note. We had a thriller down in Jacksonville this past weekend with the Cowboys taking on the Jaguars. And let me tell you guys, it was one hell of a game. As the Jaguars rally back from 21, was it, it was 24 to 7, I believe, in the third quarter to come back and win in overtime, 40 to 34. Trevor Lawrence, Mr. Clemson, had one hell of a game. Man went 27 for 42 for 318 yards, four tutties, one pick. Travis Etienne, a player we all know and love, or I did at least in college days, down there at, uh, I believe it was Tennessee, 
Forgive me if it's not. Uh, he had 19 carries for 103 yards. The leading receiver for the Jaguars was Zay Jones with six catches, 109 yards, and three tutties. And now we head over to the Dallas side, where it's a little bit more of a somber feeling. As Dak Prescott completed 23 of 30 passes for 256 yards, three tutties, and two interceptions. Tony Pollard was the leading rusher with 19 carries and 75 yards. And the leading receiver was C.D. Lamb, who had seven catches for 126 yards. Zach, please tell me how you feel about this. Well, I got four words for you, Jamar. Oh, let me hear them. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Fuck the Cowboys. I always love when they lose. So you know I've got to channel my inner Stephen A. Smith. And what a beautiful day. What a beautiful day. After so much disappointment on Saturday, get to come into Sunday and watch the Cowboys lose to the frisky Jacksonville Jaguars, who I know they beat my Ravens, but show that the Cowboys are fakers. The Ravens, we know, have been up and down, but I've been saying it all season. Cowboys ain't for real. And they got exposed here. Trevor Lawrence, he's having his coming out party right now. He is absolutely having his coming out party right now. And I don't know who Zay Jones is. Never heard of him before on Sunday. You know why? Because he played for the Raiders last year. Ah, hell of a game for the guy, though. Hell of a game. That one touchdown that Lawrence threw, threw like three defenders right into the chest of Zay Jones. Beautiful. It's a beautiful win for Jacksonville. I believe that was in overtime. Am I correct? The the Jacksonville Cowboys game. Yeah. Yeah, that was OT. Yeah. Beautiful. And it was sealed overtime. by a. Uh, they won it via pick six too. I uh, gotta love it, Mr. Dak Prescott, Mr. Elite himself. <laughs> Elite for the other team. I love to see it. Jacksonville is getting frisky, and they are recovering from the whole Urban Meyer fiasco very nicely. Trevor Lawrence is becoming what we thought that he was going to be. And he's starting to show us that he might be an elite quarterback of the future. It's just a shame that it had to happen in Jacksonville. I mean, I'm happy for the kid. Like, this is what we expected him to be. Absolutely. But what, what he we expect him to turn out to become. And he's doing that. I, I feel like everybody is giving him a pass on his first year literally because he had Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah, you have to. Like, Urban Meyer was not prepared to be an NFL coach. Nah, he, and... was, he was too busy touching on women in the club. Yeah, and too busy, you know, kicking players and shit like that. Yeah, like, thinking he's talking to college players like he ain't talking to grown-ass men. Right. I'm surprised that nobody punched him in his mouth, to be completely they honest. They probably thought about it. They probably. Sure I guarantee you there were probably blow-ups that almost escalated to that point, and they didn't, you know, somebody shut it down. Absolutely. But overall, I, as much as this is a story about how good Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to become, look out for them next season. This is a really a story about how Dallas's defense ain't all that. Dallas's offense is good, but Dak ain't all that. 
everybody keeps trying to portray Dak Prescott as if he is going to be an elite quarterback in this league, as if he is one of the, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen on that level. He's not. Mm. He ain't it. Those guys don't throw pick sixes in overtime to lose the game. They don't do it. It doesn't happen. I'm excited because this is a sneak preview for the Dallas Cowboys first round bounce out the playoffs. Can't wait to come back on here and say, I told you so about that. And, (laughs) you know, I like the frisky Jacksonville Jaguars. I like seeing, you know, an underdog story. So they haven't been good in a while. They haven't (laughs) really been good since that year that Blake Bortles led them to the AFC championship game. It might be their time soon. Imagine that Blake Bortles, the NFC Championship, like, and that was solely because of that defense that year. Yeah, and I, I think it was funny. I remember, uh, I keep seeing the graphic where it's like Blake Bortles and Tom Brady and uh, what's it, Case Keenum for the Vikings that year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When that was like the when they when that was their um the picture because they were the last four quarterbacks. It was like Case Keenum, Nick Foles. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. Tom Brady and then uh, Blake Bortles. What a final four! Like, what would be interesting question? What would be this year's version of that? Like, if you're looking right now at the NFL standings, who, what, what four names would be like similar? That's a good question. Are we just are we just like naming four, like four, yeah. like in each conference? No, we're gonna name for the two from each conference. Um, Bad teams that might make it. Zach Wilson. <laughs> that's one. Brock Purdy. Okay. Uh, so that's one NFC, one AFC. And then what other two quarterbacks can we throw in there? Ooh, uh, Ryan Tannehill. We can throw in Ryan Tannehill. He's been there a few times now, but we can throw him in there. And Geno Smith. All right, all right. I like that. Um, let me let me think on this. Uh, oh wow, Jacksonville actually has a chance to win their division now that I'm looking at it. Do they? Yeah. How far back are they? One game. Oh shit. I'm talking about next year, but you know, Titans yeah. lose, Jacksonville wins. We can we can see a little. Did they play their two games already? I don't know. I have to double check that. I'm going to look into that real quick. All right. My my four is going to be Mac Jones. Hmm. I'm going to come back to the AFC here in a minute. I'm going to go Mac Jones, Taylor Heineke. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Might as well say Daniel Jones, too. I was thinking that one, but I, I I don't I don't see that. I don't know. Even though they yeah. just beat the uh beat the commanders. Um hmm. Sam Darnold. <laughs> and another one from the AFC, let's think. Hmm. Hmm. This one would be – it's hard to name, like, a one that we haven't already named on your side. I'm going to have to take uh, – I'll, I'll take Zach Wilson. 
Jones, Heineke, Darnold, Wilson. Final four quarterbacks going into the Super Bowl. Oh, that'd be wild. But for the record, for the record, they, they, the Jags and the Titans play in the last uh, last week. Ooh, that could be spicy. That could be a and very Jags, spicy game. The Jags' next two opponents are they got the Jets this Thursday, and they have the Texans, and then they'll have the Titans. They very well could be playing for the number one spot in the AFC South. That would be very interesting. I would love to see that. Who won the first matchup of those two? I think the Titans won that one. Interesting. So if they both won, then it would go to the weird tiebreakers. That would be interesting to see. Hmm. Yeah, that would throw me all the way off. But anyway, uh, we will go ahead and move on to our next game. That was a good little sidetrack, though. I, I, I enjoyed that experiment. I did, too. It was nice. So... We're going to move on to the Bengals versus the Buccaneers. Uh, Jamar, you're getting way too used to these speeches. From the Bengals, we have Joe Burrow, 27 of 39 for 200 yards, four touchdowns, one interceptions. The leading running back was Samaj. Is that how you say that? Samaj Perrine? Perrine, yeah. Leading receiver, Jamar Chase, 7 for 60 and a touchdown. You also had Boyd and Wilcox, both with touchdowns as well. Over on the Buccaneers' side, you had Tom Brady, who was 30 of 44, 312 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Leonard Fournette, 10 carries, 44 yards. I believe, like, one of the worst fumbles that I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, That was Fournette, right? He had one, and then I think Fournette did have one where he was running up the middle and he just just popped out or got, got punched his pocket out. Pick. Uh, I remember him getting his pocket picked. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Chris Godwin, eight receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. You also had two touchdowns from Gage as well as on your defensive side. You had Davis with the interception. Overall... This game, it started off with a 17 to 3 lead for the Bucks and ended as a 34 to 23 loss, giving the win to the Cincinnati Bengals. Jamar, heartbroken once again. Still probably going to win that division, but as an under 500 team, what are your thoughts? Fucking ass. They are some shit. I'm sorry I talked in the mic like that, everyone. But that's how annoyed I am. They are fucking garbage, bro. It pisses me off. You have four turnovers back to back to back to back. And, like, you can't expect a defense to do shit with that. Two of them were inside, like, the 30. You can't. Or or right outside the 30. You can't do that. And still think you're going to win games. I don't care how good your defense is. You can't do that. You can't turn it over four times in a row. And be like, okay, well, my defense can handle it. No. No. Folks be tired, bro. They be tired. We just got off the field. Now I got to run back out here because you turned the ball over. And Brady looks slow. Like, I'll give something about the old line being bad. But Brady looks like he's a half step behind everything. And it's only until they run the hurry up do they look like they know what they're doing. 
You look good 17 to 3 at the half, and then you went and shit the bed three times over. You didn't shit the bed. I'm sorry. You diarrheaed in the bed. You had the runs while you were laying down in the bed. That's how ass that's 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 the amount of assness that I feel for this team right now. They're bad. They're offensively, they're bad. Mike Evans was coming together. He had like 70 something yards. You know what I'm saying? Like he was getting it together, getting in stride. I don't know what I don't I know what went wrong. We turned the ball over. Like I, I would not be surprised if they let this lead in the division falter and the oh God, God, I can't even see any of the other three even winning to make to the division. But like, that's just how bad it is for me, for them. It's just all bad. And like, you have the Cardinals coming up, which should be a win. A Kyler Murray, a Kyler Murray less Cardinals team. This should be an easy fix for y'all to get a dub, but you couldn't even break. You couldn't even beat Brock Purdy. So how am I to think you're going to beat the third stringer? Because I don't think Colt McCoy's playing because he's got a concussion. So I need y'all to get it together. You got, you literally you have to win these next three games. They have to win these next three games because it's them, then it's the Falcons, and then it's the Panthers. And I don't know if that's in the exact order, but you can't keep playing like this. And I'm not going to keep sitting here just being happy because Brady's led us to a couple comebacks. It's just like everybody keeps trying to forgive Brady because he led them to comebacks. Fuck that. Fuck that. He is just as much to blame as everybody else. I'm not giving you no pass here, Thomas. You ain't getting no pass over here on these side of the tracks. I ain't everybody else. I don't got to kiss your ass. You've been playing like shit. Get your shit together. You've been playing like hot garbage. Get it all the way together. Yeah, it's been bad. Can't really say much more than that. Uh, You touched on everything. Got to get it together. And it's just like you you're (laughs) we're three we're three weeks away from the playoffs like there's no more trying to find your footing there's no more of we're just trying to figure out who we are you need to know who you are at this point that point we're way way past past that point you really need to you need to know who you are and y'all have no idea who y'all are outside the fact that y'all just don't like to run the ball not you can't you don't like to run the ball and then when you run it we're running it with Fournette all the time instead of using Rashad White, who clearly has been proven to be a better back in terms of rush yards. I won't I won't give him passing because he's dropped some passes, but and he's fumbled once. I mean, he redeemed himself, but he fumbled. Right. It's 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 baffling to me sometimes the play calling that goes on. Like just they just it's like they don't know what they want to do. Be a pass team or run the ball five straight times. Like, I don't think they know how to effectively call games. Like, what I mean by that is, like, the play calling is just, it's so sporadic and inconsistent, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why are we doing a damn, why are we doing a pitch to the running back to throw it back across the other side of the field? That's not who we, we are not no trick play type team. That's not who they are at all. It's, it's just ridiculous to me. Yeah, it all could be just so simple. I would say, like, offseason, you need better running backs, better offensive line. Get Fournette out of there. I'm, I'm tired of reading his stats and it being shit like 10 carries for 44, 9 carries for 19, like, all season. Like, some of it's got some of the blame's got to go on him as well as the offensive line. 
No, really, honestly. Like, he's just not what he was advertised to be coming out of LSU. I don't know if it's the work ethic thing like they were talking about when he was in Jacksonville or what, but. I don't know what it is with him. Yeah, I, I think his time in Tampa definitely has to uh, has to come to an end. I agree, one hundred percent. But uh, we'll move on to our next game. I'm gonna have you set me up for the Ravens game, because uh, trust me, trust me, I <laughs> I understand, bro. I understand, but. How do I even describe this game? Ravens had a Saturday. Uh, Saturday was it Saturday? It was Saturday. They had a Saturday night game against a AFC North rival in the Cleveland Browns. Now we all know AFC North games are gritty. They're not that high scoring, but it's a very interesting and competitive game. This was not, in my opinion. Ravens fall to the Browns 13 to three in a game that most of us would like to forget and throw in the trash. Let's start with the Ravens Ravens. Tyler Huntley goes 17 for 30 for 138 yards and one interception. Do we hear a problem with that? I hear a problem with that. Moving on leading rusher JK Dobbins, 13 carries 125 yards. And the leading receiver is you guys guessed it. Mark Andrews with three catches and 31 yards. The Browns, Deshaun Watson, did not get the welcoming I thought he would get from Baltimore as he went 18 for 28 for 161 yards and one touchdown. Nick Chubb had 21 carries for 99 yards, and Omari Cooper finished with four receptions for 58 yards. Zach, how you, how, what's going on? What's going on in your head, man? Let me start out by reading you a story. Turnover on downs. Punt. Field goal. Missed field goal. Interception. Fumble. Blocked field goal. Turnover on downs. Turnover on downs. That is the story of the Ravens' offense on Saturday night. They turned the ball over in every way that they possibly could, and they even got spicy and creative with it by having a field goal blocked. What the fuck was that shit? I'm not going to put any blame on Justin Tucker. He gets to miss one every now and then. He gets to have one blocked every now and then. He hasn't had a two-field-goal miss game since 2018. I'll never say a bad thing about that man because he's won me more games than he's lost me. Especially that one in Detroit last season. On the other hand, when... We win games. It's typically due to Lamar Jackson's creativity. But when we lose games, it's typically because it's hard to get creative 
when your offense is literal human shit from a play calling standpoint. I don't know how many more times I have to say it. Greg Roman is the worst offensive coordinator in any season where it's not his first season with the team. First season with every team he's ever been with, and sometimes even the second season. First season's always great. Second season, decent. After that, he just it it it's egotistical. It's like narcissism to a point, almost. It's like sometimes you just need to realize that like you think you're so smart. So you just keep wanting to do different things and that's that's fine. That's fine when it works. When it works. But when you just start trying ridiculous shit or you try to think two steps ahead and pass on third and one stupid stupid decisions. It 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 comes from just like it's it's hubris. He constantly just wants to do what's not the obvious thing because he thinks it's gonna outsmart the defense. And what I would say is is in his first season, it was probably about what, sixty, seventy percent success rate. And now it seems like maybe one in every ten times that he decides that he wants to go against the grain, it actually works. And even worse to that, it's like he feels like he wants to do it more often. And I'm just so exhausted of watching this offense. Like, it's almost like he doesn't want. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) It's literally so bad. It's making me sick. He doesn't want receivers is why I feel like we're not getting them. He says, oh, we can do great with these. They have these skill sets, but. When you run a jet sweep with Devin Duvernay every other fucking drive, eventually people are going to catch on to it. And it's dumb stuff like that that is holding this team back. Our defense has been fantastic. We held Cleveland to 13 points. It should have been realistically 13 to 9 if those field goals were on a normal day for Justin Tucker. That's a 13 to 9 game. All we needed to do is get one touchdown. And then he calls that play in the first half where we're in the red zone and got to put some blame on Huntley here. Huntley made a stupid fucking throw and threw an interception in the red zone. But overall, like Huntley didn't have a chance to get his feet under him because our offensive line was just ridiculously bad like i said like i said earlier you could have had a linebacker in the backfield and they wouldn't have gotten to the quarterback any quicker than they were already getting to him it's demoralizing that was an unwatchable football game from both ends because like when you're playing a defensive football game like that and you're holding the browns like you did in that game there was a lot of clutch defensive plays but when you're holding them like that and then you're just seeing your offensive constantly turn the ball over, 
it's it, it it there isn't any words for how frustrating it is and it's like typically here i i i've spent so much time yelling and i just don't have any of that left for this offense i'm not giving up on this team by any point of the imagination but if greg roman doesn't get out of his own fucking way just be average just be average for the last what three games of the season just be an average offensive coordinator don't try to be smart don't try to think out or outthink anybody don't try anything special just let the offense cook and see what happens stop disrupting their rhythm when you start the game you run the ball you do short completions to get the quarterback into a rhythm so you run the ball you get four yards you get a two three yard completion you'll run the ball up the gut you get the first down maybe you try a little bit of play action go for like a nice little seven yard gain run the ball twice simple average just fucking do it already i'm tired of watching this offense look like a constipated elephant slow and shitty and that's all i've got to say at this point Uh, yeah you 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 said all of it (laughs) you said all of it every ever i agree with every single thing you said because it's it's ridiculous that we're sitting, we have to sit here and wonder what offense are we going to see this week? Are we going to see the running offense that we know, that we know the Ravens to be? Or are we going to try to see this pass happy offense with no real receivers and an, a, a decent backup quarterback, but not our starter? I, I don't understand what we think is going to happen. Like, what can you expect to happen to a team or with a team that has no continuity with it? We're they're sitting here. They've been shuffling running backs all year. They finally get their two uh, running horses together, you know, and then we don't use them or we use them in like spurts and don't continue to, to keep it rolling. You use them for a while. And then Greg Roman thinks we should try some trick shit. We should try some trickery and run uh, RPO, but have the running back run all the way to the right side of the field and then try some shit like throwing it back to the other side and then having, you know, Huntley throw it down. Just just some wild-ass shit because we know Greg Roman to be such, like, or to do such a thing. And it, I don't understand. I don't understand what, what's the point. Why are you doing that? Why are you getting away from what the Ravens are? The Ravens are a run-first, dominant team, especially on the defensive side. What what more are you? What more do you want? What more could you possibly be asking of them? Like it, it's ridiculous to me that you think you can keep running this little cutesy trickery, and it's gonna work. Shit don't work like that. It hasn't worked like that in years. Stop. 
Stop. Play to your strengths, man. Stop trying to be more than what you are. Play to your freaking strengths. That's ridiculous. Cater to your players. Don't make your players cater to you. Yes. Yes. It's really that simple. Let this team have a fucking identity. We don't have an identity on offense. We have an identity on defense. The same identity that we've had since this team moved to Baltimore from Cleveland. And that's hard-hitting, nose-to-the-grind, lunch-pail football. Yeah. This, Why can't we this let that type, be our identity on offense? And this is our and this and this is the weather for it. We're in the right. winter time. This is the weather to pound the rock. I don't I don't understand what y'all what what's so hard to grasp about that. It, it, it's it's not. And the thing is, is that we're gonna get into the playoffs, and just like every year, he's gonna do even worse with it. Yeah, you're right. He's going to try to do more than he needs to. Yeah, he pulls out. See, here's the thing. What worries me the most is the trick plays that he's pulled out of the bag. Those are the ones that he's not afraid to show. Mm. When he really wants to feel like he's smart in the playoffs, it's going to be bad. He's going to pull (laughs) out the dumbest shit that you've ever seen in your life. And it's going to get Lamar Jackson carted off the field. And we're going to lose by a field goal somewhere cold where we should have just been running the ball. I hope to hell not, because that would be the worst thing in the world. But let's say, like, let's say he, they don't pay him, right? Let's say Lamar doesn't get paid. Come to Tampa. We're going to have openings. Come to t- Actually, he probably couldn't come to Tampa. Our cap space sucks. Yeah, he's going to have a big cap number, but I definitely think that at this point now his value's fallen. Like if it was a I don't one think it's injury. falling that much. Only be well, yeah, you can say that about the injury, but I don't think it's falling that much because how much better has this team been without him? You know what I mean? Like they've been the same, honestly. They've been a little worse. Unfortunately, they've been a little worse. Just this a little week, bit. Yes, this week, yes. Who did they play last week? I don't even. Remember. Uh, who did they play last week? Uh, they won last week. Who did they play last? Yeah, week? they they beat Denver. Was it Denver? They beat the was Steelers. It? That's that's who I Steelers think. Steelers last week. That's who it was yeah. last week. Steelers. Yeah. And that was a good game. And now I said that was a good game too. They did everything that they were supposed to do there. Still fuck Greg Roman, but. Oh, it's forever that, bro. Yeah, forever that. Like, I don't understand how your whole fan base can want one thing. And I guess you know you don't want to, you don't want to make calls based on your fans. But he hasn't done anything to redeem himself in the eyes of the fans. You literally got people, like, fucking yelling at him as he comes out. And I felt bad about it a couple weeks ago. I'm starting not to feel bad. And then I got over it. (laughs) And then I got over it. Feel bad Very quickly. And the pain that I have to go through watching these fucking football games. Nah, I I feel that. Don't ruin my Christmas, Greg Roman. Don't ruin my fucking Christmas. Don't you you fucking do it. If you pull that shit on Christmas Eve, I swear to God, I'm going to come and I'm going to steal all of your children's presents and I'm going <laughs> to donate them. And if there's an Xbox, I might keep it. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Ravens got to be better. They they really have to be better. It's 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 not that hard. Like I, I we were uh, we we're basically repeating the same thing we've been saying for the last like ten minutes, but that's just how simple it is. It's really that simple. Yeah, 
be average. So you're in the you're, you're you're well. They're no longer leading in their division because the Bengals won last week. So now they're behind. But and that's bad. Yeah, yeah. Because our, our, our pillow has run out. Like our all of our cushion is gone. It's game time now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like Lamar, I know that your knee hurts, but buddy, I'm gonna need you to get some icy hot, a knee brace, and some ibuprofen, and I'll see you on Saturday, pal. I feel like now, because it's been three weeks, right? This is the third week. This would be the third week. Like I, 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 I think he this didn't is what today. He was in practice. No, he didn't. But oh. like, I will, I, I will see you Saturday, pal. Oh, so he might not play this game. Please report to your next scheduled shift. Well, what's today? It's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Yeah. Mondays are Mondays are usually walkthroughs. Right. So Tuesday is probably the first. So, so I mean, so yeah, I think if he if he plays Wednesday, and it's like at least a limited practice, I have hope that he'll play Saturday. But if he doesn't practice Wednesday, and then like, let's let's say this: if he doesn't practice by Thursday, it's not happening. Yeah, he has to practice Thursday at the very least because Friday is going to be the you know the day before walkthrough. Right. And then Saturday is the game. Sir, yeah. please report for your next scheduled shift. Hoping it happens. All right. We will move on. We've got Bills versus Dolphins next on the docket. And this was a great game. This is a great way to wrap up Saturday Night Football. It started to snow in the fourth quarter. We didn't get the snow game that we thought we were going to get. But it started coming down in the fourth quarter with, what, like seven yeah. minutes to go? Yeah, it was it started still plenty of time. It was seven minutes to go, and it was like a blizzard by the end. First of all, fans were throwing snowballs. I think that's fantastic. Like, I know that you probably shouldn't, and they had to say, like, they would give a 15-yard penalty to Buffalo if they didn't stop. But, like, that's dope. I, I thought it was cool. They were building snowmans in the stands. That was it, – it was cool to see. I love snow football. I think it it was cool, but I didn't like that they were doing it with like seven holes, like seven six whole minutes. Like it was still time on the clock. Yeah, when they were throwing them. So I think like, well, let me ask this because I didn't like see all of it. I saw part of it early in the game that they did it. Okay, all right. That's what I was about to say. I didn't see like all of the game. I came in like like bits and pieces. Yeah. So, okay. Well, then uh, scratch that. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. It's early in the game. Like they probably shouldn't do it anyway. But I mean, that's the fun of the snow in in football in the football season. So, yeah, that was a that was a pretty good game. Um, Miami still seems like a fake. Yeah, Miami's starting to worry me, especially Tua again not looking as accurate. Seventeen for thirty, two thirty-four, two touchdowns. Better than it was the last two weeks, but. Still not great. Mozart, though, Mozart showed out 17 for 136 on the carries. And Jalen Waddle doing as Jalen Waddle does with three receptions for 114. Mm-hmm. And Tyreek Hill had a very nice game. Nine for 69 with a tutty. Can't get much better than that. And on the Bills nothing, side. Nothing different about that. <laughs> yeah. On the Bills side, 25 for 40 for Josh Allen. 304, four touchdowns. Josh Allen also led in rushing. I'm going to keep saying it. He can't keep doing this every game. He's going to get hurt. 10 for 77. And Knox. Dalton Knox? What's his name? Yeah, right? Dawson. Leading, uh, Dawson. 
Uh, I, I was 50-50. Uh, six receptions, 98 yards, touchdown, and also touchdowns going to Morris, Himes, and Cook. Each of them only having 14, 10, and 5 yards respectively. But they got the tutties, and that's all that matters. And the Buffalo Bills came and scored a field goal with time expiring to catch the dub, 32-29. to 29. One of the best games so far this season. What was your take on this game? They played how I expected them to play against the Dolphins. They played exactly how I expected them to play because what more can you ask for? Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things, running everywhere, throwing the ball, slinging the rock everywhere. The, the biggest disappointment on that team was Stephon Diggs. Just because he didn't get the numbers you, you know, you you come to expect from him. But to see, you know, basically the Bills being in in not tip-top shape because they got injuries on both sides of the ball, mostly defensively, but to see them still be able to put up the points they put up and to play against a team like Miami who averages roughly almost close to 30 points a game, it's great to see. And they were in their element. Cold, wintry weather of Buffalo, New York. I loved every bit of this game. It had everything you wanted. It had the weather. It had the 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 big plays, the spark plays. It had the gritty runs. It had everything you, you came to expect. Buffalo did what they had to do. Miami, Miami's Miami's a little I'm a little worried about them. Three straight it's, losses. It's three straight losses. People are starting to figure out how to beat Tua. It's it's looking a little rough for them. I will say though, they did not fold due to the weather like everybody predicted they were going to. Mind you, they still covered the thing. spread. That's a good thing, though. Yeah, that's good that they that, that it it makes it so that we can they can play and it doesn't have to be warm weather for them to win games. They can win in cold weather. It's just this just wasn't that time. Yeah, that's true. Very, very true. And you know, it's not like when Peyton Manning used to fold in the cold. So, ah, uh, Peyton. Ah, uh, good old Peyton. Good old Peyton. Uh, unfortunately, you think the Manning cast is overrated? Yes, me too. They're boring like, as shit. I don't yeah. think they're that funny. They're not that funny to me. I like them in their commercials. Yeah, but but without a I, script, they're both very milk toast. Uh, very much so. I don't think they're funny whatsoever. Like they yeah. they have moments where they're funny. They're guests, and I think they they I think they need to take a different approach with that game, like or with yeah. that uh, yes, because it's just I don't know, it's just. It's really dry. It's just boring. Honestly, I would really rather them just take, you know, either Peyton or Eli and put them in the Tony Romo spot mm. and let them ride. I want to hear breakdowns of plays, breakdowns of coverage, it's excitement. Like, nobody in the game mm. is better than Tony Romo right now. It's just facts. Al Michaels will be great if he wasn't calling Thursday games where he's bored out of his mind. God, I, yeah, like they really, I, I get it. They gave him a lot of money. It, it was a bad decision by Al. Like my man, not gonna be calling the Super Bowl. Like, all right, wait, 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 wait. 
I actually think that Al Michaels is going to get playoff games for NBC now that I'm thinking about it. Woody? I think that uh, I read it. Hold up. Let me see something. Let me let me double check this before I. Okay, yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. He has emeritus status for the network, so he actually will be calling playoff games for NBC. All hope is not lost. Oh, that's good. I, I I was about to get like very sad. Like you gotta have like the Iron Eagle, the Kevin Harlan. Like you need to have your heavy hitters for those games. Don't right. give me any of Fox's broadcasters. Get Joe Buck out of here. Like, <coughs> I, I do like the guy that does uh, Sunday Night Football now. What's his name again? It slips in my mind. Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football. That's Chris um, Collinsworth and, and somebody. Oh, shit. I get, I, it's Chris it's Collinsworth and somebody. Tongue. It's like 100% on the tip of my tongue. Uh, was he a former player? Or was he like a, he's a, he's just a call. He's just a commentator. Um, I don't know. What is his name? Why can't I think of his name right now? This is a, it's like the worst detour. Um, (laughs) is it Mike, Mike Tarico? That sounds right. That name sounds yeah, familiar. Yeah, yeah, it's Mike Tarico. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing. I'm not right. gonna lie to you. I never really knew his name. <laughs> yeah, like I could visualize him in my head, but I was like, "Shit, what's his name?" Uh, yeah, Mike Tarico is good at it. Um, Chris Collinsworth, you know, usually worthless analysis. Chris Collinsworth was funnier when he was a player. Have you? Did you see those videos of him that like came back online from when he was a player, just like saying crazy, just saying shit? wild shit? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Was, I definitely saw that. I'm I'm glad we'll get Al Michaels back though. Like, I I love Al Michaels, bro. I love Al Michaels. His his work is just top tier. It just sucks. He's so he's so bored on Thursday. It's not even funny. Yeah, he gets, like, he'd be so bored. All bad games almost. Like we've had a couple good ones, but poor guy. I mean, not really poor guy because he's making more money there than he was at NBC. But you know. Still, at least it could have been something like exciting. All right, uh, we're getting short on time in this segment, so let's do a quick hitter. Colts Vikings, what a shit show that was! You know, last week I said Jeff Saturday on a Saturday, but he let me down. So in my mind now, he let you down bad, bad. We don't even I mean, need well, to go into this. Let's just leave it like this, spread, bro. But yeah, let's leave it like this. Thirty-three nothing at the half. And they allowed the Vikings to come all the way back and win it. Hot garbage. Matt Hot Ryan garbage. now has both the largest, or he is on the other end of the largest Super Bowl comeback in history and of mm. the largest NFL comeback in history, period. Insane. Jeff Saturday is getting fire. Uh, you know, kudos to the Vikings. I don't think it, to me, it didn't prove shit. The Vikings, Vikings are still fake. Because cause how'd you get how'd you let them score 33 points without Jonathan Taylor? Right. Like it's insane. Vikings, like, Vikings are gonna get bounced in the first round. I can like, now, 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 now that you now I'm some I can see it. I can absolutely see it. I, I don't see them doing much of anything for the rest of the season. Like that was bad. That was like the god worst awful. win I've seen all season. It's god awful. Yeah. Like I don't even have analysis to tell you how it happened. Like, 
they they what there was that fumble where they scored the touchdown and like shit like that like they all you had, had like to do was run the football and hold on to the football yeah like, the there were two plays they even had two plays where the Vikings scored on like turnovers and they yeah. called them back so it's like. I'm not saying the rest were cheating for you because they weren't, in my opinion, but they gave you opportunities to win this game and you yeah. just like said, fuck it. It's it's ridiculous to me, like how bad that was. I didn't even really get to watch that game. I didn't either. But I saw it was 33 to nothing and I was like, ah, I'm going to look smart. And I, I wasn't even I wasn't even worried about the game anymore when it hit 33 nothing. And then like I I was hanging out with my girlfriend and something said, go check it. And I check it, and next thing I know, that shit said, like, 33-24. And I'm like, oh, oh, this might be a game. And then looked at it again later. And what do you know? They done came back, and it's overtime. (laughs) It's ridiculous. All right. I I think that'll wrap us up this segment. I don't think that there's much more to say about it unless you have more now. No, I'm good on it. They're ass. It's just assness all all over. On the same page there. Uh, be back shortly with our gambling segment. What's up, y'all? It's Zach, and I'm just here to thank you all for your overwhelming support over the last few weeks. We really appreciate all that you've done for us, and thanks to you, we've unlocked a new feature through Anchor, our podcasting platform. We've unlocked the Support a Creator feature. If you check the link in the description, it will take you to a page that will allow you to donate to the podcast. That helps us get equipment and do everything that helps put the show together. Anyone who decides to donate $5 or more will be sent a Zach and Jamar sticker. All you need to do is DM me on any of my social medias with an address, and I will personally mail you a Zach and Jamar sticker for helping us out. Again, check the link in the description, and thanks for everything you do. All right, and we are back for our last segment of the week. As everybody knows, this is our yet-to-be-sponsored gambling segment. FanDuel, DraftKings, all of those companies, MGM, Live, whatever, whoever you are, if you want to sponsor us, please hit us up. Um, Easy to get a hold of. So there's that. Uh, For now, though, odds are brought to you by CBS. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or whatever the uh, gambling hotline is in your area. And also... This is not gambling advice. This is just a friendly game between me and Jamar. Yes. Thank God, because if there were stakes, we would both be doing horribly. Oh my God, it'd be uh, bad. <laughs> last week, Jamar five nine and one, me three eleven and one. Uh, both of those end ones are from the Chargers push. They were minus three. They won by exactly three. So now, overall in the season, Jamar is ahead. 37, 46, and 1, and I am 33, 49, and 2. Two ties. Love to see it. Um, so we're just going to hop right in here. We've got a lot of Saturday action this week. Uh, as always, we're not going to pick the Thursday game. Jaguars and Jets. If we were, I'm pretty sure we would both pick Jaguars anyway. Uh, there's yeah. There's on that one, but that's not going to count towards the contest because that's pretty much a gimme there. Um. But what we do have is the first game on Saturday. And finally, there's some respect for the Baltimore Ravens. We've got the Atlanta Falcons coming to Baltimore to play the Ravens. The Ravens minus seven against the Falcons, favored by seven points. 
I can see that. I can do that. I take the Ravens and that spread. I can definitely see them winning by seven. Just really because the Falcons are playing their rookie quarterback. Yeah, Desmond Ritter, and he did not look good against what the Saints last week. Even though I'm yeah, it was sure the, Saints. the Saints won. Yeah, it was the Saints. Yeah, but yeah, Ritter. I I don't really know much about the guy, but I do know that he uh, wasn't doing great. So you're taking the Ravens. Yes, sir. That's what I like to hear. Give me some respect after two games not being favored, even though like we didn't cover the spread. But still, the disrespect <laughs> was real. Uh, next, we've got Carolina and Detroit uh, in De- – or wait, what? Oh, it's in <laughs> Carolina. Sorry. I was confused there. We've got Lions at Panthers. The Panthers are a home dog. They are plus three. Lions favored by three points. Who you got? I'm taking the Lions. <laughs> They'll probably get a win by more than three, but, yeah, I'm taking the Lions. <clears throat> Yep, I got to agree on that one. I don't have a lot of faith in Carolina, especially after they shit the bed against the Steelers this week. Um, Carolina, just not good. So, can I take the Lions, who are 6-1 and one over their last seven, I believe? I believe so. Uh, next, we have the Bills at the Bears in Chicago. Chicago's a home dog. Plus nine against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, there's no way the Bears are beating the Bills. They just don't have the offensive firepower to do that. And they just don't. Justin Fields is one man. So I'm so taking, the, taking Bills. the Bills against the spread. Yeah, Bills. I don't really know what to do here. Nine sounds like a lot. The Bills have played down to their opponents at certain points this season. Nine is spicy, especially for the Bears at home. Give me the Bears. They're not going to win the game, but they're going to cover the spread, losing by a touchdown. Mm. Next, we've got... uh, This game's going to suck. We've got Saints (laughs) at Browns in Cleveland. Two pretty bad teams with pretty bad offenses. But the Browns are favored by three points at home against the Saints. I'll take it. I'll take it. The Browns have played like they haven't played great, but they've been able to like hold their own. I'll take that. Nothing makes me trust anything about uh, the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints here. Uh, Don't have a lot of faith in the Browns. They've struggled a lot in their win against the Ravens and also just fucked Deshaun Watson. So I'm going to take the Saints here uh, with the points. Next, we've got Seahawks at Chiefs. Chiefs, again, inflated line by Vegas. Seahawks, even though they haven't been doing that great the last few weeks, are underdogs in Kansas City. The Chiefs are favored by nine and a half points. I don't see it being that far apart. If you struggled against the Texans, I I don't see how you think you're about to just come up in here and beat the Seahawks by nine points. Yeah, I got to agree with that. I'm going to take the Seahawks as well on that. I think that they are due for a bounce back. And like you said, struggling against the Texans does not inspire confidence. And the Chiefs have not been covering a lot lately. So 
going to have to take the Seahawks there. Yeah. Next, we've got the Giants at the Vikings. Vikings minus three and a half. We've got two poser teams here, Jamar. <laughs> Which one is a little bit less of a poser to you? Who are the two teams? I know you said Vikings and Giants somebody. at Vikings. Oh, the bigger poser is probably the Giants. Like, I think the Vikings are a major poser, but, like, I think the Giants are a bigger pose. Because, mm. nah. That's just nah. Like, y'all beat the Commanders, like, whoopee for you, but I can't. take the Vikings here? I'm absolutely taking the Vikings. I think that I'm going to have to take the Giants. The Vikings just barely beat the Colts there. Uh, so, the Giants, marginally better than the Colts. So, I'm going to see... Roll the dice here, what we can do with that, especially because we can't pick all of the same games because I need to make up some ground. So going to do it that way. Next, we've got the Bengals at the Patriots. Patriots plus three and a half at home against the Bengals. The Patriots are, oh, they're, they're underdogs. Underdogs at home against the Bengals, getting three and a half points. That's That's fair. It's fair to say. I'm not against that. I'm going to take that spread. So are you taking? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that spread. That's that's sounds about right. Bengals are definitely winning that one in my mind. So you're going to go with the Bengals? Yeah. I think that the Bengals struggled against the Buccaneers. Uh, the Patriots have a better defense. So, for that reason, I'm going to go ahead and take the Patriots in this game. Also, just because I really would like it if we could get these this uh, division tied back up. So, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Next, we got Texans at Titans. Titans favored by seven points at home against the Texans. The, tit- the Texans have been playing really tough football, bro. I'm going to take the Titans. I think Derrick Henry is just going to have to do what he does. It's going to be the Derrick Henry show, especially if Ryan Tannehill doesn't play again. Texans have been sneaky covers, so I think that I'm going to have to take the Texans here. Uh, division game, probably going to be closer than seven. Vikings, or I'm sorry, Vikings. Titans might get the dub, but I got the Texans covering the spread at the very least, so I'm going to take the Texans here. Hmm. Moving on to we've got the Commanders at the 49ers in San Francisco. So the 49ers are favored by seven points against the Commanders. Yeah, yeah, Niners. Yeah, I got to agree there. The Commanders, even though they are a little frisky, I think that the Niners behind Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant now, are going to be able to pull out a more than seven-point victory against the Commanders at home. Yeah. Next, we've got the Eagles at the Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by one and a half points. What are they playing again? The Eagles. And the Jalen Cowboys Hurts are favored? Yeah, but Jalen Hurts might not play. This is a little toughy. Jalen Hurts doesn't play. I can see the Cowboys winning. Jalen Hurts plays. I don't see that being a thing. 
So it's, this is all dependent on uh, Jalen Hurts playing. All right, so put down Cowboys without Hurts. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take the Eagles even without Jalen Hurts. I think that our boy out there, uh, good old Gardner Minshew. Minshew with yeah. the porn stash. I think that we're going to have some Minshew mania action in Dallas. The Cowboys just came off of L to the Jags. And how better to celebrate that than by Gardner Minshew, former Jaguar, beating the Cowboys in their stadium if he does play. But I'm going to take the Eagles either way to win this game outright. Next, we've got Raiders at Steelers. Steelers favored by two points against the Raiders. No, I'm taking the Raiders. Steelers can't score. Yeah, I got to agree with that. I'm also going to take the Raiders there. Um, even though the Steelers have been sneaky on the covers, definitely going to take the Raiders because fuck the Steelers. Big, big, big fuck the Steelers. Facts. And that is all of the Saturday games. Now we're going to move on to the Christmas Day games. We've got Packers at Dolphins in Miami, minus four and a half in favor of Miami. Who you got? I'll take Miami. Packers played great, but they also played the Rams, so a team that can't score points. Very true. Uh, Because of the Dolphins' recent struggles, and they normally struggle in December, I'm going to take the Packers to cover. I think that the Dolphins are going to wind up winning uh, outright, but I think that the Packers can get it to within a field goal at the very least, especially with the way Mm -hmm. that Tua's been playing. Fair enough. I still can't believe that this game, we've got two really bad games after that on Christmas. I thought that they were going to give us a better Christmas football slate. Um, Next game, we've got Broncos at Rams. More than likely, it's going to be whoever the hell the Broncos backup quarterback is against Baker Mayfield in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is a one-point home dog against Denver. Uh, this game. First of all, nobody bet on this game. Yeah, I agree. If you bet on this game, you should probably call one eight hundred gambler. Yeah, don't bet on this game. It's not even worth that. Uh, yeah, I'll take the. Uh, Jesus, they both suck. <laughs> Who's worse off? I'll take the Rams. I'll say I'll take the Rams in this. Yeah, you guys already know. Even without Russell Wilson, just the fact that the stench of Russell Wilson will still be lingering around the Broncos. Can't bet on him. Refuse to do it. So I'm going to have to take the Rams here as well. All right, next we've got Buccaneers at Cardinals in Arizona. Why can't we have any cold weather Christmas games? We're not allowed to. Like, come on, give me like three snow games on Christmas. What are you doing, NFL? What are you doing with the schedule here? You're asking the wrong one, cuz. Like, are, are they intentionally putting bad games on because they don't think people will watch on Christmas? Like, do I have to watch Christmas Day NBA instead of the NFL? Is that where we're at? That's absolutely where we're at. <sighs> All right. Uh, Buccaneers at Cardinals. Cardinals are home dogs. Uh, Buccaneers favored by four and a half points against whoever the hell their third string quarterback is. I think it's what? Uh, Trace McSorley, actually. 
I remember him in the preseason. I don't. I didn't. I don't know what he did. I, like I don't know who finished the game for them last week. So, but uh, that one, I will take the Bucks in. I will give the Bucks the benefit of the doubt that they win this one. They better. I'm gonna do the same exact thing because yeah, I'm with you. I don't have faith in Colt McCoy, and I don't have faith in Trace McSorley. So that's where we're at with that. Man, fucking Monday night football is not great either. We haven't had a good Monday night game in a while. Chargers at Colts. I'm tired of seeing the Chargers in primetime, man. Getting annoyed by it. I don't, like I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I like them. I don't mind it. Whatever. Taking um, the Chargers. Colts are home dogs by three and a half. Yeah, we don't even got to go into that. After what I saw them do against the Vikings, I don't give a shit what the spread is. I don't care who they're playing. I'm not taking the Colts. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers too. Uh, just Saturday on a Monday, not great. <laughs> don't like Mondays, don't like Saturday. Um, and those are the picks for the day. So we've got some spicy ones here. We will see how it all shakes out. Maybe I can come back and take the lead once again after this week. I need a big week. I need a winning week. So we'll see what happens. Um, and that will be a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> all right. So... That's the end of the episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our Christmas episode. Um, really appreciate it. Um, I'm Zach. I'm Jamar. Merry Christmas to all and to all. A good, good night. night. <laughs> hey.